a.k.a. responsible, proper, social distance shit-talking from spare bedrooms across exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Ashley. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours, too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember to put on your critical thinking cap when listening to this podcast or any other so-called podcast. Episode 114. And it's still, it's a star-studded special episode, even though she's not technically a guest. She's, she's an honorary heathen. She's, she's been here before. She knows where all the bodies are buried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, Jerry's a little under the weather, so Ashley's filling in for him. But honestly, the, the timing couldn't be perfect with, with just this week, you finding out you're, you're going to lose your body autonomy here soon. Yeah, it's been a stellar week. You know, I honestly thought we were going to talk about the Supreme Court for this episode, but I thought it was going to be more the the football coach praying uh, in the middle of the field than than this particular topic. But uh, but yeah, this kind of dropped on us earlier this week. Uh, A little bombshell um, was released on Politico. Should be around June is the timing of, of when this should come out. A lot of speculation on, on where it come where it came from. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit as well, too. I want to get your thoughts on, both of your thoughts on this. I'll let Jeff go first. I have a lot of <laughs> thoughts, and I'm still trying to make sure they're all yeah, uh, yeah, appropriately yeah, yeah. articulated. So. This has been a long road coming as far as the Republicans, you know, going back to Roe v. Wade. And how the evangelicals got organized. And I started rereading kind of the history on that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of forgot about Francis Schaeffer yep. and his yep. son, Frank Schaeffer, yep. who I, I know, well, you know, I haven't dialogued with them. I met him at a, at a Wild Goose Festival years back. So, you know, he was a progressive and still is a very much progressive at this point. But he was involved, and I didn't realize also that C. Everett Coop was involved in doing the very first video that they did that hmm. kind of launched into it. There's a We could put a clip up where um, on CNN where, um, I'm drawing a blank on her name, Anampur. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she interviewed him uh, last night, and he kind of covers that, that history. And, of course, you know, at this point he feels terrible for being complicit in it but you know he was young and dumb and all that kind of thing hmm. but yeah i mean you know this has been a long time coming about and you know definite strategy behind it on putting the right judges in place um and you know the the, the last final thing of course was trump being elected made the promise that he was going to turn the court well, and mcconnell was complicit in that Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're all uh, all Republicans are, are to blame. There's nobody that has clean hands in this thing. They may try to pretend it was like, well, I didn't know this was going to happen. Well, 
bullshit bullshit no no i mean a lot of people thought that <laughs> it was settled law it was untouchable that you know that we were hysterical in 2016 when when we were saying that this is what they were trying to do when they were saying this is what they were trying to do right we, and then we when still they being in, called hysterical. and when they interviewed gorsuch and um uh, Kavanaugh. What, Kavanaugh. And who's the beer drinker? That's Kavanaugh. Ka- Kavanaugh. Amy Coney Barrett, we didn't have to interview her. We knew no, where she, we, she She was yeah. at least being fairly honest. The other two, you know, basically lied under oath yeah. that, oh, yeah, it's it's precedent. It's not going to be overturned. No, don't worry. And then, you know, Susan Collins is, oh, they lied. You know, like, no shit, lady. Shocked. Let's not even get started on Susan Collins. Yeah. She's on my list for a lot of things. Unlike what I said in the intro, I do feel like I'm probably preaching to the choir of most of our audiences when I say this, but let's all be very crystal clear. This has absolutely nothing to do with sanctity of life. Nope. Oh, no. And it has everything to do with control. And we're already seeing people take on other things that this is just the beginning of a very, very slippery slope. I've been joking since Amy Comey Barrett has been on the Supreme Court I call her Serena Joy, which is the name of the commander's wife in the TV, the Hulu adaptation of The Handmaid's Tale. And it's really not funny now because she is Serena Joy and she doesn't understand she's or, or she's denying the fact that if this continues in the path that she is, she's not safe either. Yeah. And, and I think that's what's making me really angry at a lot of women who think that it won't impact them. But but the bigger picture, yes, 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 it will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is just the beginning. If you're not angry, if you're not sad, you're not paying attention. Yeah. If you're not just freaking out over this. I mean, at, at what point, what is settled law with, with that argument, with the argument that they're giving that this isn't in the Constitution? What what is well yeah that's off the that's, table oh that's what it's Alito, codified in one of our twenty seven amendments. I mean obviously like Oberfell or Loving. Mm-hmm. I mean what about Brown versus Board of Education? Is that considered settled law at this point? That's a good question. Well, not if Texas has its way. That's another one of their targets is education. So yeah. I mean that would definitely be on their hit list. Well, right, and and Texas Governor Abbott and I've shared this article with some friends earlier today, and one of them said, "Well, I don't worry." I don't think Abbott's going to be governor that much longer. And I said, it's, it, he's a he's a tool in this. I mean, he's a tool and he's a tool in this. But, yeah. it, it, you know, Texas is already looking at wanting to revisit the 1982 Supreme Court ruling that they have to educate all children in public schools in Texas. And the angle they're picking is especially insidious because they are going to target, they're, they're already targeting children of undocumented immigrants. And saying it's not fair that that, uh, tax dollars go to support these children of undocumented people. So clearly, there's a sanctity of life there. Because, you know, you want to, you're going to right away disenfranchise a whole group of kids. And going after education is really smart in a lot of ways. Because if you can keep people dumb, you can keep them under control. It's funny, I just had a weird thought that if, if the illegal parents... The illegal immigrant parents of these children decided to enroll those children in private Christian schools. They would argue that the government should have to pay. Hmm. If the parents couldn't afford it, yeah, they should get a subsidy for help. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. The money that would normally go to the public school should should be 
funnel to mm-hmm. private organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, logic has nothing to do with it. All about keeping a very particular status quo. Now, I'm not sure how that law, you know, applies to the Constitution, you know, that... Um, I think only in the extent that it's kind of accepted precedent, kind of the law mm-hmm. of the land now, like public school, everybody is entitled to a public, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade education. But is public school in the Constitution or in one of the amendments? I, that, that I don't know off the top of my head. Do we have any... Uh, any any constitutional sc- scholars on call? I don't think there's a, a constitutional scholar on this podcast at the present moment. No. No. <laughs> so I, I venture to say no. That's not covered. Same as gay marriage or interracial marriage well, but or that, a lot yeah, of other but things. See, that, where that is tied into directly to what Alito just wrote is the right to privacy. That's what he's basing the abortion on. But they're also taking the approach that this decision and this logical leap that they're making, they're not using that term, obviously, but but the, the, the road that leads them down to this decision is only for this. Bullshit. Oh, yeah, but according right. To yeah. The ACL, just so we get yeah. back around, according to the ACLU, the Constitution does require that all kids be given equal educational opportunity no matter their race, ethnic background, religion, or sex, or whether they are rich or poor, or citizen or non-citizen. Oh, okay. Mm. So citizen, Even if you are in this country illegally, you have the right to go to public To an school. education. Wow. Yep. So that one would be a little bit tougher, I would think, to get through. But, you know, with the court we have now, you know. But think about what this on right to privacy means. I don't know. I know. Jeff, I don't know how frequently you're on Facebook right now. Don, I know you're still locked out. He's in 40. I've been seeing a meme go around, and I have no idea how right this is, except I did read an article about it in Consumer Reports, that they're saying the way a lot of this is going on, they started doing it in in some of the states that had the really strict anti-abortion laws that were making their way up to the Supreme Court. And they're saying, like, if you use a period tracker, stop using it. Like on your phone, stop using it, delete the data now, because it is potentially then from that, going to be able to determine like how frequently you're having sex, you know, all these other different things that is really true invasion of privacy data that can be leaked and used against you. So like if you're in Louisiana, where their local Republican state government has just moved this afternoon, has said they're going to advance a bill out of committee that makes abortion illegal from the moment of fertilization and a woman can be charged with homicide if she gets one. You cannot trust that this supposed health data, because it's it, it, it truly is private, is going to be able you know, that could be used against you yep. in this type of scenario. They could use that because a lot of these states are trying to pass laws that say that you cannot leave this state to have the procedure done. Canada is saying that if, if this if this goes into effect, that American uh, women will be welcome at abortion clinics in Canada. What they're saying is more than likely what's going to happen is you're going to have basically just red-green states. You're going to have some states where abortions are legal and some states where they are absolutely illegal. And, you know, the asinine piece of that, the states where it's going to be illegal are the poorest states. Yes. Because it's it's where... The one where it impacts the women the most. Yeah, absolutely. And, And what kills me is rich women will always have access to safe abortion. Absolutely. Yeah. Rich Republican women will always have access to abortion. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're not going to lack at all. And, and it's in pockets. Like you see, you're going to have 
the entire West Coast, Washington, Oregon, California, that'll all be legal. New England will be legal. Illinois, maybe a couple other states in the mid in the Midwest, but for the most part, the South and into like the Plains are all going to be. It's going to be about 50-50, About twenty twenty five to twenty six states are saying basically have laws already enacted saying that if Roe gets turned down, you know, if it gets overruled, when it's, it's done, when it happens, yeah, with, that in, in these will automatically. Well, these these laws were written so long ago. It was an if. It wasn't a win. It was an, you know, if this, if this goes, uh, then these laws go into effect the moment that happens. Yeah. And some of them, like Louisiana, absolutely restrict from the moment of fertilization. That's why, dear listeners, it is very, very, very important that you vote in local elections. Every time, but especially this year, and a lot yes. of states have some primaries coming up in the next few weeks. Don't fuck around. Vote like you need to vote don't protest vote don't vote don't sit there and go well this person i agree with on nine things and but not this 10th yeah. thing so i'm gonna protest with no we gotta keep the, the the ship going in the right direction so vote that's one of the theories i don't want to say conspiracy theories but that's one of the theories uh, as far as the leak and the timing of the leak was literally the day before a lot of these elections started being held across the country. I know we're not into the midterms yet, but a lot of the well, there's early voting for, yes. for who is going to be on the ballot in a lot of states right. was was this week. I know there was a lot of you know a lot of people. Initially, the idea was that it was some liberal clerk of you know that that got a copy of it or something, or some somebody on the liberal side was more than likely the source of the leak to try to get this out and basically rile up. And now the thought is that it's conservatives because it will be, if say John Roberts was Mm -hmm. trying to lobby some conservative justices to come, to not go that direction. Yep. That's gone. I've heard that. I've heard that, Um, that where the, the conservatives put it out so that the five are on record. And now if this doesn't happen in June, Mm-hmm. That it's it's out and and you know who it was that backed out. Yep. So I hope anybody who protest voted in 2016 is really, really proud of themselves. Yeah. Now I also heard a theory as far as and see try this one on walk around in these shoes see if they fit that this was floated out as like the worst case scenario to shock the public. So when in June they come out and say. That row has been amended to 15 weeks instead of 23 weeks. It's not as big an uproar if all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a ruling came down that row had been amended to 15 instead of 23 weeks. What do you think about that? I don't know. The, the language that Alito used in that that document doesn't show a whole lot of wiggle room. I, and that that and that was part of that argument was that by by putting this staunch statement out and shocking the shit out of everybody and starting this, you know, this whole rigmarole that's been going on all week and then coming out a month later and go, "You know what? We only did this. We took a baby step." That it would soften the blow. No. So to speak. No. no I'm not I'm okay. not seeing it that. It won't because if you're if you are anti choice, the timing doesn't matter to you at all. And if you're pro-choice, the number of people who would be swayed by a number of weeks mm-hmm. is not big enough to to change the tide of the feeling okay. about it being 
legal, fully accessible, on demand between a woman and her doctor or a uterus haver and their doctor, full stop. Yep. Well, and the other thing, too, is the last three justices, and maybe there were some more before that, were all vetted and put forward by is Heritage. I can't remember the whole title of, of their organization. Heritage that's Foundation. Heritage Foundation. And that's exactly what they do. They vetted that because that's their primary drive is to overturn Roe v. You, Wade. You were not put on the short list from the Heritage Foundation to be given to Trump as far as these are judges that you know we would approve as far as you know nominating uh, unless you fell on the right side of the fence on this issue. This was the litmus test. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other litmus tests along with this one, but this was the main one. Well, yeah, and, and Trump said that in when his uh, run-up to the 2016 ele- election. pro-life judges. That you yeah. may not like me, but you're going to vote for me because I'm going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And, you know, when an authoritarian promises something, you need to believe them. And everybody, oh, no, there's, there's no way. Women are going to die because of this legislation. They don't care. Women are going to die. They don't care. I think the, thing, the other thing that infuriates me is there's no penalty for the sperm donor in any of this. There's, there's no penalty right, for right. a man involved in an unwanted pregnancy or a pregnancy that needs to be terminated for a medical reason or whatever else. This is completely and totally punitive to women. Well, especially when there's no exception for rape or incest in there, the vast there, majority of these. There's no exception in some cases for the health of the woman. Right. Like right. If, if it's and I forget I can't pronounce the, the, the but when it lodges in the fallopian tube. Ectopic. That's it. I can't say that word. But when you have that situation, that is the cure. There there is no other cure for right. that but to abort the fetus. Yeah. And in some states, in some cases, the laws they're trying to enact, that is not even. I think Louisiana is one of those. I think I should stop paying taxes. I like where you're going with this. If I'm not a full citizen under the law with agency and autonomy Mm -hmm. over what I can do, I shouldn't have to pay taxes. See how far you go with that. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't actually do it. But I mean, like you start looking at it, it's like. I, I, you know, it's it's no it's nowhere near the same thing. Like we settled full personhood yeah. a long time ago. We have a constitutional amendment about it. What if every woman in the country joined the sovereign citizen movement immediately? Yeah, played that whole game. You can't tell me that a a a, a woman who is a a single woman, whether by choice or circumstance or or whatever else, who has a job and is paying bills and making a ton of decisions every single day about a lot of different things, can't make this decision. I, I want to throw something. I want to hit something. I want to shoot something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something, not any, not a person, something. And then even the ones that were, where you hear the story about the woman who is pro-life, but in her younger years, she had an abortion, and mm-hmm. she's grown to regret it over her, you know, over her, her lifetime. And they they give these stories of like that's so fucking sweet. I could give a shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's but now you're trying to not allow other women to have the same choice ability to make the have. choice that you took yourself, mm-hmm. right? And you know? then it's by the same crowd who couldn't be bothered. Who were my my body, my choice, my autonomy from wearing a mask. Right, yeah, right. Of yeah. the absurdity of that disease, where you not wearing it actually could cause harm to someone else. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas me having an abortion impacts me. There's no way that's going to harm anybody else. I right. Personally, I've had to have three abortions from pregnant women breathing on me in the past and me catching the, the, the pregnancy. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I can understand a little. Yeah, never mind. I just, but, uh, the, the sheer hypocrisy of it. Yeah. Is, well, one of, the, one of the things I wanted to, you know, point out that's, that's directly related to this, and there's already discussion about this in a lot of these Republican states, is moving forward to ban contraception. Because that also falls under that right to privacy thing. And I can't mm-hmm. remember, you know, when that was um, yep. originally voted on. But, you know, that would be the next thing. And so what is, what is you know, if you don't want people to get an abortion, then at least you should be providing contraception. But again, it goes back to their hard so and fast. It, it's at conception. Look, it's, it's, it's frustrating in so many levels because our insurance system is tied to our jobs in, in yeah. the majority of circumstances. Yep. So that a company would be able to tell you whether or not they wanted birth control to be covered, which birth control is used for a lot of things besides just actually controlling birth. Right, but I remember right. we were all texting when yeah. this happened, and I told you, I said, I'm glad I already have my IUD. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. It's in me. You can't do anything about it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You know? So. Well, you don't <laughs> know. It doesn't matter if it sets up an alarm at the airport. It's not coming out. Yeah, it's going on the flight. Yeah, it's it's going with me. You know? <laughs> so, but I think about my my you know younger women in my life who you know, are on birth control pills because they either don't want to be pregnant or they have some other issue going on or they're using some other type of birth control, and that suddenly they may not be able to use it, or suddenly their husband would have. If you're a single woman, you couldn't get it, but your husband would have to approve you use. I mean, this is what happened in in like. The 19, early 1900s and late 1800s and stuff, you know, married women could get birth control, but we're taking so many steps backwards yeah. and it's just infuriating. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that a woman could not get a checking account without a, a man. Right. I mean, and I'm not talking like, you know, right. the or a credit 1930s. Card. I mean, I'm talking like the 70s. In the, the 70s, 60s, you're right. You couldn't yeah. get it's, a, it's, a checking account. I am younger than Roe. Like you walk into a bank with money and they go, fuck off. Where's your guy at? Where's where, I don't see yeah. a penis anywhere. Get, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Roe Ro has been a thing my entire life. And yeah. The fact that it might not be for the next portion of my life is appalling. But yeah, because that's why I'm saying it's a slippery slope. Because it's, it's, it's not that it's not going to happen as quickly, but it's not that far to think, and it goes back, and I know we've talked about The Handmaid's Tale a minute, but that's exactly what was envisioned, was mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened with it. Suddenly, oh, if you wanted birth control, your husband had to sign off of it. Suddenly, women couldn't work anymore because it was dangerous for them, and it needed, like, it's it's little itty-bitty things, and wake up. The group that Amy Comey Barrett was a member of is who the thing was based upon. Atwood saw that group, found out about that group. And and based it on them. And she is one of the nine justices making this decision. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that, that I think people need to wake the fuck up to is that we are losing our democracy. And, you know, we used to think it was just going to be a slow process. This is a prime example of an immediate turn away from a democratic process. You know, when we know that upwards of 70 percent of our citizens are in favor of leaving Roe v. Wade in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet we were having it overturned by the Republicans and by who they put into the Supreme Court. 
that's no longer a democracy. It's so that's an authoritarian, this, that's a theo- theocratic authoritarian government. Do you think the 70% that agree that it should be the law of the land will show up in mass and outvote the 30% that don't? It depends. It honestly really truly depends, Don, yeah. I think, yeah. on how likely some of the people think it's going to, how likely it would be to impact them or their children. The only hope that I have is that religious women, because women of voting age outnumber men of voting age in this country right now. My hope is that white, conservative, religious women who say whatever they say in public, but in private really believe it should be their choice, they want their birth control pills. Show up and do it yeah. because the yeah. I, you know, that's going to be. This is a situation. You know, black women have saved us in the last several more, elections. More than once. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're not going to be enough to do it this time. And 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 suburban white women have to do it this time. Well, and that's why I'm I'm suggesting that you need to to tie it to the threat of our democracy dying. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, maybe this doesn't affect you, like if you're out of your childbearing years as a woman and you're evangelical, you know, yeah, it's, it's not going to affect you. It might affect your daughters. But you got to see, too, it's just the start. It's, it's, it's exactly. Gonna, it's just exactly. the start. It's, gonna, it's not going to stop with no, no. abortion. Well, it's already started with um, gerrymandering and, you know, voter rights laws. And so the right, and, and we saw the, the uh, January 6th insurrection. So th- this country is on a knife's edge right now about turning into, a, you know, a, away from a de- democracy. Mm-hmm. And this is a prime example of the will of the voters is not being uh, lived out. It's and not. So th- it's not. I mean, we're a year past the insurrection, a year and a half past the insurrection, and there's still, in my mind, people that are, you know, were involved in it, maybe not in the planning, or but were encouraging it, yeah, uh, actively while it was happening. That are still active members of Congress yes. at this point. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene should legally be prohibited from running for re-election, and we can't even get. Which, as a matter of law, because of what yeah. she did with January 6th and with the court we have in place now and the types of judges that we have in place in lower courts, that's even f- a fight to make yeah. it happen. So, Jeff, that's your hood, right? You get out there and you yeah. tell those people. That's... <laughs> oh, and, you know, speaking of that, um, a couple of days ago, there was a young woman that came around, knocked on her doors and was uh, promoting uh, Marcus Flowers. Oh, good. Yay. And so good. she said, would you like a sign for your front yard? I said, hell yes. A- hell yeah. Stick that bitch out there. Stick three or four of them out there. I mean, so to me, it was really good to see somebody. I think she's probably like in college age, something like that. You know, so she's out there hitting the pavement because she knows how important this is. So that gives me some some hope. But, yeah, we yeah. need everybody to get off their ass. Whether you live in Georgia, uh, Jeff Dittrich, or whether you live in Georgia or not, uh, look, check out Marcus Flowers and uh, give him some yep. support if you can. Yes, but, but seriously, wherever you live, national oh. law, federal law is important, but the laws that impact your day-to-day life the most are your local laws. And the exact instance uh, or, or proof of this is that if Roe, when Roe is announced next month, 
it's going to go back to the state. So it's, it's your local law. It's your local state. That yep. are yep. really controlling your day-to-day life. And they yep. work for you. Remember that. They work for you. Yeah. The one, the only, I don't know, it's, it's, it's like a double-edged sword, but if it goes back to the states, and like I said, you have some states that, are, that, that you can get an abortion in, some that you can't, you're going to have people going, you know, across state lines, uh, or multiple state lines. Um, well, and that's what I medical wonder. Medical tourist, like, basically. Like, well, think about large businesses, right? Yeah. I mean, mm. we live outside Atlanta. Uh, Airbnb is moving some things here. Google's yeah. setting up shop here. Microsoft yeah. is setting up yeah. shop here. You know, huge companies. And similar to how some of the um, gay marriage things happened, right? Where, yep. where states didn't want to uh, even give like uh, same sex benefits, even yep. offer all that. Like, I wonder Companies if it's going to be money out, that comes to it. Because, like, what's Google going to do yep. if yep. half of its workforce is considered a second class citizen? Are they going to pull up stakes and move out of states like Georgia? Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I don't see why not. Well, and a it, you know, it, high high tech company like Rivian, that's um, you know, they supposedly got a, a deal ironed out with with them. They're based in Southern California, or or is it uh, Silicon Valley? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe they would have second thoughts about, you know, how much do we want to put into Georgia with their draconian well, yeah. really laws? Smart people who might want to move, like mm, I'm not moving there. Mm-hmm. That, that can't Georgia, come on, yeah. that's. Yeah, I and, would really like to go work for Google, but not in Georgia. You no, know, I'm not, not in California. Not, not Mississippi, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So these states that are, so that's what I was kind of saying earlier. The states that are going to do this are the ones who already have huge amounts of poverty and everything else. And unfortunately, money talks more than anything else. Yep. So, yep. you know, maybe it's companies like the Google, the Microsoft, and all that. I mean, it'd be huge for them to pick up and leave. But man, if it impacts their bottom line or their shareholders' yep. returns, that's going to speak louder, unfortunately, than even our well-reasoned voices. Yeah, even if they don't pull pull stakes up and, and relocate, because that would be extremely expensive, are they companies going to relocate to your Jim right, Crow states? Right. Yeah, right. they're not. Right. Yeah, they're going to be moving in as much. Mm-hmm. An- another point I wanted to make about with with differing laws in differing states and people moving around is if you live in you know v- extremely blue you know New Hampshire or Vermont or New York some of these states where you're like it's not going to affect me because I'm in a state that is going to codify uh, abortion law where it'll still be legal in my state I will still have access to it you don't know how much access you're going to have to it when a lot of other states women from them states are now coming into your state and booking up all the appointments well, the other question I have is, so we're talking about, you know, they're going to make, take a vote, I think yet this week, the Senate, mm-hmm. on trying to codify, and good luck because we still have the filibuster, but at least people are going to, you know, the uh, Republicans are going to be on public record as far as how they voted. But my question is, let's say we were able to do away with the filibuster and we passed a law to codify that. Yep. What's to say if Republicans get control back in 2024 that they can't reverse that you see what i'm saying you know, and and make it so that states cannot override the uh, the you know the federal well they out, don't have to outlaw. say that states can't override the federal that that's already built in federal federal laws supersedes over the state law it's just whether they're going to enforce it or not right that's like colorado is is has legal weed the united states does not 
but the United States government does not go into Colorado and enforce its anti-marijuana law. Well, that's because we have uh, democratic control right now, yeah. too. Yeah. It's also because th they'll start supporting it as soon as, I mean, if you, have you seen the revenues of the states oh, yeah, where yeah. weed is legal? Oh, yeah. yeah. And now it's suddenly on our ballot, I guess, yeah. to see if we want an actual referendum on it? Amen. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, the majority may want it, but if you have the majority, you know, the, the Republican majority controlling your laws, yeah. good luck. But what you're talking about, Jeff, is what's, what's happening already. I mean, you know, when, when the Republicans get power, they spend half the time just tearing down all the shit that the Democrats did in the last four years. Yeah. And, and vice versa. But if, if there's if there's money to be made from it one way or another, that'll be what turns the tide on it. Oh, yeah. Who is it? Who's uh, is it? Uh, 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 was it Boehner? John Boehner? Oh yeah, he's, 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 he's big into weed businesses. Is he invested yeah. in weed farms? Big. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I I, I know he's getting his beak wet in, in the marijuana business somehow. I, I which has always been kind of a shocker with that that guy who was. You know, the speaker, of the, the Republican speaker of the House from Mississippi who would cry on a fucking drop of a dime. Oh. Is. Uh, Trent Lott? No, Boehner. No, no, Boehner, yeah. He was from John? Mississippi, was he? No, he was Ohio. Was he Ohio? Ohio. Yes. Yep. Um, I'm yep. getting my I'm yep. getting my Republican shit back. Yeah, Trent Lott was from Mississippi. But okay, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. But I, Boehner that's what I'm is seeing in my mind is Trent yeah, yeah. Lott, now that I think about it. No, but yeah, I'm, Boehner, I'm Boehner, Boehner, one of those yeah. would, would cry on drop Boehner of a hat. Boehner had like the fake tan. Yep, and yep. he is yep. he is now big time into like. Uh, well, probably because he figures things. out when you do weed, you laugh more than cry. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that could be. But it, Ohio isn't. It doesn't have legal. No, right. It's one that does marijuana, not. but it might have. Does. It might have medical. Probably, which is, which is which is still a market, but just across the border in Michigan, it's it's recreational there. So, yeah, we're gonna need all the weed we can. <laughs> Jeez. So it's mean. kind of interesting. There was a nine to nothing Supreme Court thing that came out this week. What could possibly have been in front of the court that they voted nine, nine zero. zero on? I am yeah. pulling like, it up. Like it had to double do... cheese on the pizzas? Or you... <laughs> I, I can't think of anything that those nine would absolutely agree on. Okay. So Boston had said oh, yes. that okay. it was illegal to fly the Christian flag. The Supreme Court ruled nine to nothing, and I'm quoting here from the Center Square, which is a Massachusetts news yep. website yep. here. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled nine to nothing that the city of Boston censoring a private flag in a public forum solely because it was a Christian flag was unconstitutional. Yeah, and they, Stephen they... Breyer wrote the opinion. They, well, they called it a public forum. It's, it's, they, they have three flagpoles in front of, right. I, I think it's City Hall. Mm -hmm. I, don't quote me. I think it's City Hall in Boston. And one is the American flag. One is the uh, Massachusetts the flag. Yep. Mm -hmm. And one is just available for anybody to requisition that their flag fly there. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would assume that, like, if, I, I don't know, if Boris Johnson, i just trying to pick up a, a, a a leader of another country. Boris Johnson was in Boston for some reason. The British flag would probably be waving on that flagpole when, when he when he's there. You know what I mean? Just as we have a dignitary in our city for the day, blah blah blah, that kind of a thing. But but yeah, it was they they deemed it as as a public space, mm -hmm. so it was not the city endorsing the Christian flag. 
Well, especially if it's rotating. Is that what it was, Ashley? Yeah. Is, is well, where they do different that, flags? Well, they're saying that Boston's refusal to let Shirtliff and Camp Constitution raise their flag based on its religious viewpoint abridged their freedom of speech. Boston concedes that it denied the request solely because the Christian flag he asked to raise promoted yep. a specific religion. Under our precedents... Like yeah. Roe v. Wade, Supreme Court <laughs> oh, oh, just settled law. Flag law is Under settled law. Women, we're still working on women. Government speech right? holding here that refusal discriminated based on religious viewpoint and violated the free speech clause. Yeah. Okay, so apparently so, other religions have. So has the um, well, that satanic like, that's what's temple. Not clear to well, me. the satanic temple is located in Salem, Massachusetts, which I, well, I don't know Massachusetts geography all that well, but it can't be too damn far from Boston. It's not. It's a short ferry ride. They have already petitioned to have the satanic yes, uh, yes, temple good. flag yeah. fly As on that flagpole. Right. Yes. Yep. And it, and it will because they can't deny them. It's a public forum. It's right. right. Everybody. Yep. yep. Well, that's so I, interesting. I, yeah, I think, you know, it's going to be, I, it just shocked me when I heard that this morning, that that was going to be, that was a nine to nothing decision. I was like, even Kagan? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But I guess if that flagpole is kind of open for rotation and equal opportunity right, flag like flying. I, I kind of see where they're coming, but it's in front of a government building. So, so Maybe they're I thinking think, if we vote for your bill now, you'll vote for my bill come June, maybe. Well, Kinda no, I just now want to see. I just now yeah. want to see flags representing a number of other religions. Yes, and non-religions on a regular location all the time. You know, every Muslim group, I mean, every religious group. Yeah, and non-religious, but you know, other than that, David I David up there. Yeah. The, the Godless Heathens podcast flag. <laughs> you got one in your office. <laughs> yes, we could we could fly the freak out of that. Yeah, <laughs> but I just you know it's like maybe they ought to rethink having that third flag option. Then, well, yeah, why why is there a third flagpole if if well other than you know, like visiting dignitaries? I, yeah. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. Right. which was funny because that was one of the arguments that they used. They said, well, some countries have a Christian cross on their flag, and you fly that, and yeah, it was like, but it's because uh, they're, yeah, they're, that's they're their flag. We Portugal. we have no control over that shit. You yeah. Know? And they're representing Portugal, and it's not only a Christian flag. It's a country flag. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it right. just happens to have a, a cross on, on the flag. Yeah. Crazy, but crazy. Nine, no, we nine are zero. weird times. Weird, yeah, that, weird that, times. That, that is shocking to me that there wasn't at least one dissenter and had an opinion to say, oh, maybe maybe we need to rethink this. But that, that did sort of surprise me. I was like, huh, interesting. Okay. Well, what do you think? Well, since we're you know we're doing the Supreme Court rundown, uh, <laughs> what do you think about the judge? Uh, the uh, the judge. What do you think about the case of the coach in Washington State praying at the fifty yard line? So how was or that decided? Had, did, did, I, don't was there a decision? I don't think they decided it yet, but it okay. could it could literally come down either way. When the crazy part about it, there's no standing. They they could throw the whole thing out on standing. They keep arguing that you know he, he lost his job and it's whether he's going to get his job back. He didn't. He lose his chose job, to not renew his own contract and has since moved to the state of Florida. Right. He no longer even lives in the state of Washington. Right. This is not. And he and doesn't he is, have standing. And he is employed. Yeah. 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 He was so never fired. So he's lying about the situation to begin with, and so I don't understand. Of course, I'm not a, a lawyer, but I don't understand how that just doesn't automatically disqualify the argument right there. 
you're, the case you're putting forward is a lie. So, um, you know, I think that's going to be dangerous. I think that it's going to turn it, I think, first of all, I think the court is going to, unless Roberts sides with the more liberal folks, right. um, I think it's going to find in his favor, just given the makeup of this particular court. Yep, yep. And I think that teachers who suddenly then want to pray loudly in their classroom before school oh, starts are going to be able to do that. Yep. And, Lead the children in prayer. You know, and, and, that, yeah. and I think that everybody who, you know, in that instance, it's like, all right, then, you know, when a Jewish person wants to do it, when a Muslim person wants to do it, when a Church of Satan wants to do it. And, and, and what about that? What if, what if a, a Muslim teacher just started passing out prayer mats? Mm-hmm. You know, and go, hey, the call for prayer is going to be in about 15 minutes. So let's go ahead if you and start wrapping up. If you want to for it, you're welcome to. And if you want to stay on the team, you need to mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. That's an implied thing. After the call for prayer, there will be a pop quiz. Now, I'm not saying that the prayer counts towards the pop quiz. All right. I'm, I'm not saying but maybe that. Maybe you get bonus points. But maybe. Yes, bonus points. <laughs> maybe you don't have to take the pop quiz if you pray. So the company I work for, I, I love, and we're, we're a, we are a very religiously diverse company, which is a great thing. But we have an internal messaging tool that we use for stuff. And someone who works for us is a member of a Christian rock band. And he posts, you know, shares songs with us a lot of different things. And, and some people, I'm sure, very much enjoy them. And other people like me probably don't click on them. <laughs> Yep. I was going to say, just based upon the genre, um, I'm going to go with their shitty. But, you know, it's very interesting that, like, he feels very comfortable putting forward this, sharing it with the company when he has no idea. I mean, three of yeah. our, three of our, at least half our founders are Jewish. We've got quite a religious diversity at my company. But that I would not feel comfortable saying, I'm going to be co-hosting an atheist podcast tonight. Or, yeah, I'm attending the Atheist Convention. And sharing the link to them. If you guys want to check out what we were talking about, here's the link to this podcast, you know. And and, and I think that, number one, that's something I have to get past. Number two, that's not me, regardless of what my belief system is, to take to work and talk about because it has nothing to do with my job. Hey, here's the link to a great speech I saw down at the convention last weekend. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so it's, it's the same way that I wouldn't bring anything political into that forum either. I'll give you my answer when somebody, when anybody at work finds out that I do a podcast, they ask me, what's your podcast about? I say, we talk about everything you can't talk about at work. That's my answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meaning, shut the fuck up and move on. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, the closest, I am the one at work who will be like, hey, Atlanta people, we have an election coming up. Here's the yeah. site you can go to to see if you're registered to vote, and you can get a sample ballot. And yeah, that's there you as go. far as I take it. Right. That's neutral. You're not Which saying who neutral. to vote for. No, because right. it's right. not yeah. my business who they vote for. But this yeah. rock band guy, you know, his job as an evangelical is to save people from burning in eternal flames of hell. Mm-hmm. So he thinks he's he's checking that he's off his right list. Thing. He's sharing he's, he's that. Right so, thing. you know, these Jewish people, if they listen to the word, they're not going to burn in hell. So I'm doing my right. doing my thing. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, Jewish people don't evangelize. Atheists don't really evangelize. You know, nobody else really evangelizes other than evangelicals. That's that's their that's their calling. It frustrates me that, that, number one, that I don't feel the same confidence in being able to share that if I want. I mean, there's a couple of people who know what I'm doing mm-hmm. tonight that I yeah. work with, who I'm friends with outside of 
work, but, right. you know. Yeah, um, if people ask you, you know, you're not going to lie about it. No. My standard answer, if someone asks me if I go to church, I just usually just tell them I'm not religious. Yeah. Yeah. And there's many people that still believe in a God that are not religious, so you haven't really specified exactly where you fall in that. So mm-hmm. it's up to them to ask a deeper question if they want to. Right. And, and there's a time and a place for that. And right. I generally don't. I mean, if somebody asked me outright, I don't know that I would answer them at work, but I'd be like, look, next time we're all out for a happy hour, we'll talk about it then. Right. Yeah. This go. is not yeah. appropriate for a business setting. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. And, and for him to be posting that stuff, that's not appropriate for a business setting either, but, you know. No, but, you know, we do do things like, you know, Ramadan just ended, so we were giving, which I, I'm, I'm going to say it wrong, so I'm not going to say it, but the appropriate greeting and, and, oh, okay. and yeah. uh, felicitations to Salutations um, and- our Muslim co-workers. We, you know, happy, happy Passover when our Jewish friends were, were recently celebrating Passover. We did happy Easter because it was Easter. And yep. I think the I think the extent I took it was like, well, if you're celebrating Passover this weekend, happy Passover. If you're yeah, celebrating right. Easter, yeah. happy yep. Easter. And if you're not cel- celebrating anything this weekend, just have a great have weekend. Have a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny how all our cultures decided to come up with this is a specifically special time. Completely different reasons, but it's, you know, that, that spring. It, it, oh, there's something special about the snow melting and, and, and life coming back and, you know, all that good stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of weird how they codify that. Yes. Do we have any other problems we need to solve tonight? <laughs> oh, are we solving problems tonight? I thought we were just, well, or are we just main... bitching. <laughs> we never solve problems. We, uh, we, we only point at them and laugh. So what book are you reading, Jeff? Uh, let's see. What am I reading now? So I just, I just finished... Um, how Democracies Die. And then the one I'm reading now, the title of the book is The Grand Unified Theory of Bullshit by Cecil Cicerello and Tom Curry. The guys from Cognis, the Cognitive Dissonance. Podcast. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. And they do, with the scathing guys, they do, what? what is it? Citation Needed was the name? Yeah. Yeah, they do yeah, that yeah, one yeah. Well. yeah. So, you know, where I kind of got turned on to the book was uh, The Thinking Atheist did a, he's been doing a series of interviews with people from the conference. Yeah, I just haven't been able to pencil in a, a time where we both can sit down. It's convenient for the two of us and, and get... Never, never. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, he did a great one with uh, uh, Mandisa Thomas. Yeah, um, that but, one but was really good for a, a little 20-minute interview. And, boy, you know, the fallout from her talk, that's a whole other topic we can we can discuss sometime. We might have to have her back on. Yes, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, David Silverman, that, that, what a that fucking asshole. Out, and yep. it, it was enjoyable to see. But anyway, so that's that's the book that I, I just downloaded and just started reading. So it's the Grand Unified Theories of Bullshit. So you know, kind of like how how you think through or navigate okay. the world is filled with bullshit, basically. Yeah. You know, how do you separate the the bullshit from the reality? So cool. Might be good for a book club. I like it. You yeah. got anything to uh, get a recommendation I'm, for us? I'm currently reading four books. Oh, my God. Um, well, Whoa. Well, Slacker. three and one just came today. So uh, today, um, a new book from some of the leaders in cybersecurity okay. called Reinventing mm-hmm. Cybersecurity has just come out. And it's a series of uh, pieces written all by women. And it's the first entire, it's the first cybersecurity book written entirely by women and non-binary experts. Oh, wow. And it's a game-changing guidebook for cybersecurity practitioners. So Interesting. I think it's Interesting. fascinating. Um, it's, it's, that's kind of related to the field that I work in. So 
I think is it I'll real be, technical or? I haven't uh, started it yet, but I don't think so. Okay, so it's I, like I, it, it's it's got some in the cyber community. It's got some great recommendations from a lot of cyber leadership. Yeah. So I think it's going to be really good. But it, you know, party talks about um, it's uh, a collection of original stories on cybersecurity topics such as boardroom presentations, risk management, incident response, navigating the C-suite, and Navigating imposter syndrome, systemic bias, and hiring. So I think it should hmm. be quite interesting. Yeah. Wow. I am also reading Behind the Mormon Curtain, which oh. is selling sex in America's holy city, holiest city. Ooh. So oh. it's about the sex work trade in uh, Salt Lake City and other yeah. Mormon yeah. areas. Mm-hmm. And it's by an ex-Mormon, and he interviews some of the sex workers and Mormons who partake in the trade in it. And it's written kind of cheekily, so there's parts of it that are kind of funny. Um, yep. But huh. it's exposing some level of hypocrisy there, which is quite interesting. What's the I, title? Uh, uh, Behind the Mormon Curtain, Selling Sex in America's Holy City. Uh, I am also reading My Friend Anna for my book club. Which is about uh, that fake heiress Anna that the Inventing oh, yeah. Anna series was based on yep, for Netflix. Yep. yep, and I'm reading Kate Quinn's new book. If you don't know Kate Quinn, she wrote the Rose Code and the Alice Network and a lot of kind of historical fiction stuff set in the World War II era. Hmm. And they're they're really good page turners. So I just started that one too. Well, let me ask you because I can the best I can do is reading two books at at the same time. How do you read four books simultaneously? <laughs> it really depends on what I'm in the mood for. Like today mm. at work, I had 12 meetings on my calendar. Oh, wow. And I couldn't attend all 12 of them. I was triple booked in some of them and things. It's like on the way home, I actually listened to, started listening to a thriller audiobook because I was just like, I, I, I don't want to listen to anything that's bad news because I knew yeah. we were going to be chatting tonight. Yeah. I was like, I just want to listen to something that'll let me kind of escape. So, yep. you know, um, it, it kind of goes by how much I have to pay attention to something mm. when I'm reading it, how much of it's a little bit fluff, you know, and what am I in the mood for? Like, if I've, if I've been in six meetings about cybersecurity today, I may You're not, not want to read, read about that. I mean, I don't want to read about it tonight, yeah. Tonight, right, right, right. but I would want to read it late. You know, I might want to read it Sunday afternoon while I'm cooking dinner or something. So, right. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm actively working my way through three books, but uh, <laughs> one of them, almost all the pages are colored at this point, and one of them I just started, so it's 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 not really as as big as it sounds. No, actually, it's it seems like every show in is starting back up in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. All these all these shows that you haven't seen in, in in maybe a year or two is getting back up and going and stuff. Uh, so a lot of good stuff. But there's there's something that that I I, I want to plug. Uh, I want to put a plug in for. Um, give a recommendation for, or else it's going to slip through the cracks. And it's a documentary, and it's called Science Friction. Okay. And it's and it's done by Emery Emery. If you know who oh, Emery like Emery him. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he he does he he produces and directs a lot of like documentaries. Uh, I know he's produced and directed a couple of like atheist stand-up comedian mm-hmm. specials. But anyway, um, this is a documentary about. Scientists being portrayed in documentaries and how documentaries will either try to get a, a scientist to try to sit the fence a little bit. Like if you're making a documentary about Bigfoot, 
you want to have a, a, a you want to have a, a scientist on that's going to kind of sit the fence and go, well, maybe it's possible. It kind of you know, and and not just flat out and go, you're full of shit, you know. Um, or they just interview them and then edit it. Basically, what I do for the podcast, I make you say what I want you to say. <laughs> right. And and you Wait, know, what what <laughs> anyway. But that's basically what what the uh, the whole premise of, of the uh, documentary about is how. A lot of times when you're watching a documentary, the scientist that is saying what you're watching him say didn't really say that. He oh, said a good example yeah, is uh, Ray Comfort, how he chops and edits oh, that yeah, stuff. To... All, all his stuff is, is classic oh, yeah. for that. Yeah. Huh. Looks really, really good. And it's and it's it's available on Tubi. If you got Tubi, and if you don't, Tubi's free. So what is you don't Tubi? have an excuse. It's a free Tubi video streaming. So it has some awkward editing. Yeah. But it's but it's free. It's like uh, watching it's a YouTube video there. that just suddenly goes into an ad and doesn't have yeah. a nice oh, segue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh. mid, not mid sentence, mid word. Yeah. Yeah. But, but um, uh, also, I, I will say I've started watching. In fact, when we wrap up here, I'm going to go watch the latest episode of Under the Banner, Under the Banner of, Heaven. of Heaven, starring yeah. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Oh, that's the other one I need to put in my queue. What? That looks okay, really, so, really good. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for them all to come out. Then I'm just going to binge it. I, yeah, but I really did enjoy that book. So I'm, and this is very, it's different from the book because of right now, anyway, in the first two episodes, it's really focusing on the police investigation, which was yep. not necessarily the focus of the book. And if anybody followed the staircase on Netflix, they're making yes, they're making that into tonight a, is a, a three drama. episode There's little mini series on There's HBO. Too many shows. With Colin Firth and Tony Collette playing the leads in it, and it was filmed oh. right here, you guys. It was filmed oh, in our area. Everything's uh, filmed around here. See, that's why I'm still yeah. watching uh, Ozark. Ozark. Oh, yeah, the second half of season four just dropped this week. That's filmed right around here as well. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, but, under the banner is on what? Hulu. Netflix. Hulu. Hulu. Okay, and then yep. what is Science oh, and, oh, Friction oh. on? Science Friction is on Tubi. It's also oh, yeah, on, right. uh, Tubi. on Prime. If you got Amazon Prime, I do have Amazon, on Amazon Prime. Prime as well okay. too. Yeah, so I can watch that probably ad-free then. Well, on that note, we will see y'all in about two weeks. All right. Good night. Good night. my gun. He made me mad. The devil's bad. The devil is a bum. But the devil is my friend. The devil is my friend. Wherever I go, the devil goes. The devil is my friend. And Godzilla is my friend. Godzilla is my friend. Wherever I go, Godzilla goes. Godzilla is my friend. And Shrinko was my friend. And Bridget was my friend. And Andrew Bob, he just popped off. Now Gorbachev is my friend. And Frank Sinatra is my friend. Someone in the party and the devil is my friend. And the devil is my friend.